state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka the artist formerly known as Big Baller Bruce, here with. Listen, before we begin, uh, I, I gotta say something. I, I I didn't want to tell you guys before the podcast just because I didn't have the heart to. Um, I, uh, ever since I started this, I haven't been able to really listen to other podcasts the same. Uh, it's just, I can't even like tweet out that I enjoy other podcasts. I can't, you know, I listen to Locked On Lakers and all the other podcasts and I just can't, you know, tweet to them saying how much I love it. So I, I've decided to stop doing the forum podcast, uh, I know you guys are going to do a great job. You guys are going to find someone to replace me. And, you know, it's just, it's time to go. I've heard that uh, Rick has been talking <laughs> behind my back, though. <laughs> and so, I don't, I, we've gotten along pretty well. Uh, and then I was going to fire Raj, but whatever. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tweet about Locked On Lakers. I'll see you guys. Oh, Aldi, a.k.a. Aldi. <laughs> Wow, uh, Raj, aka Raj. I, don't, I feel bad that it took me a while to get that. <laughs> Raj was sitting there like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. Sorry. Continue, please. Go on. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> One of the greatest movie quotes of all time. Um, I do have some bad news for the listeners. Um, the, the, the hashtag forum wire watch is going to have to be postponed until next episode, uh, because some crazy has gone down. What? We lost to the Blazers. Yeah. I was, I mean, Mo Harkless buzzer beater, obviously. Yeah. That was, that was a real dagger. That just hurt. Shocking. Really? I'd be so annoyed at all three of us if I was listening to this podcast right now. (laughs) (laughs) guys i feel like we've had has it been 24 hours yeah it's been a little over 24 hours we've had about 20 27 28 hours to process this and i'm still kind of wrapping my head around what has happened with my favorite basketball team i still don't know who to believe about what um Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Magic's words and what he said in that impromptu press conference. But let's just start off with what we do know. Magic Johnson stepped down from president uh, from his position as president of basketball operations without telling a soul. And he did so by interrupting a media availability and turning it into a press conference, or as Anthony Irwin so beautifully said, a one-minute, forty-minute, uh, a one-man, forty-minute podcast. Um, I actually, <laughs> I, I actually took a little bit of offense to that because I do have a one-man, forty-minute podcast. But you know what? That's fine. No, no free promo. I can't even promo myself. <laughs> or was that for Anthony? My bad. No, I no, don't. no. both. Um, <laughs> that, that was that was for you. Oh, okay. Well, Anthony gets the free promo. You happy, Anthony? You get the free promo. Um, um, real quick, do we do we now? I I was talking to some people at work, and they were very hesitant to believe. They thought that this might have been like a publicity stunt. Maybe like Magic pulled Genie aside and said, "Hey, I'm about to quit. I just wanted to let you know 
I'm going to tell nobody I'm quitting. Do we think that he legitimately did not tell anyone? I believe it. I believe it. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I, I believe it. I'm certain he told his wife, but, like, I feel like literally that's it. Are we sure? <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. I When I saw it, I genuinely didn't believe it. I saw it on my phone, and I was just thinking, no, that's fake. There's no way. That's the last thing you'd think would happen in the last game. Also, the fact that that happened has been the biggest storyline these like these past this past day. Nobody this morning, it was all about magic. It was not about Dwayne Wade. It was not about Dirk. It wasn't about any of that. It was all about magic. And I think step down is like too nice. Like he quit. Like let's just <laughs> let's just say oh. it. he quit. Oh, he was like, yeah, he he was saying because it was him tweeting like he can't talk about other players he, he did, wanted to go back to his life but i genuinely think he was tired of people calling him out for not doing well that's what i genuinely believe it was for i don't i don't see what like he was saying he's gonna get free agents all that why not why not stay over the summer like especially doing it on the last game if you knew about this why not do it way earlier but why not stay for the summer if you really believe you're gonna get all these players then do that and then be like, all right, look, I got you all these players. Now I'm out. I, I think you're right that he couldn't take sort of the negative feedback. Um, I, I was I was telling I was telling Ali before we got on that I was watching Tyson Chandler's exit interview just now uh, before we started recording. And Tyson was he was talking about the trade rumors and how they affected the locker room. But he said, you know, I remember the first time I got traded uh, after I got drafted by the Bulls by Chicago and they traded me and I felt terrible. I felt um, I felt terrible. Uh, my self-confidence was shot because that was the first time in my professional career that I've been rejected. That's what he said. Uh, Tyson did. Mm-hmm. And I feel like to your point, Ali, now Magic's obviously been rejected before, so to speak, but that was sort of the, I feel like this was sort of on a larger scale. You were the savior. You brought in LeBron and still he got a lot of negative feedback. And I think you're right. I think he was like, I mean, he said it himself. He was like, basically, I don't need this. Yeah, yeah. But that that's fine. But I feel like he gave us like a puzzle to put together with like pieces that don't fit. Like, oh, it just doesn't make sense to quit right before your chance to redeem yourself. Like, here's the fight. Like, this is what you waited all season for. Like, here comes the fight, and you throw in the towel now because you don't want to fire Luke Walton. Like, this it just doesn't add up. Nothing here makes sense. You know. Also. I just think he's known this for a while that he's wanted to do this. So he mm. wanted to do it on the last game for the theatrics. I genuinely believe that. I, I 100% agree with you. That is such a magic thing to do. So this obviously happened like I was I was I was like 2 years old when this happened. But Magic Johnson took over as as the coach of the Lakers in in 93, <laughs> yeah. right? So uh he took over mid-season. It's eerily similar, right? Because he took over mid-season because mm-hmm. a bus wanted to wanted him to come take the position because mm-hmm. Magic was somebody that this bus trusted, right? So he takes over a meddling team, does mm-hmm. okay, aka creates cap space, gets a first-round draft pick, signs LeBron, or in his coaching stint, wins five of uh, six, uh, five of the first six games. But then they lost the next five games, and similarly, we didn't make the playoffs. And after that, Magic was just like, 
yeah, I don't actually need this, and dipped. And he did the same thing as a coach that he did as the president of basketball operations. Somehow, I feel like somebody should have seen this coming, but of course, no one saw it coming. But he did come back and play for the Lakers after that. You think he might come back and play? (laughs) There's a chance. He did that with his TV show too, right? Like, I think it went for a month, and then he's like, yeah, I don't need this. (laughs) I'm Magic Johnson. By the way, when I say that he did this for the theatrics in the last game, I do think his tears were genuine. I do think he really wanted to be successful at this and wanted to continue. But I think it was just a combination of not wanting doing anymore and all the scrutiny he's gotten. But I also think it's that he didn't know how much it, how much work it he really had to put in with this. I thought he, I think he thought that he could just, you know, kind of come to a few games, relax, be the face, and just, you know. It wouldn't be this hard. So do what he was doing, just with a $10 million salary? I mean, I'd... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Basically. <laughs> so when you, and that's, when you say theatrics, I agree with you. I don't think, I think he did do it for the theatrics. The, the, the thing is, I don't think it was malicious, right? I don't think he did right. it for the theatrics as if to say, oh, I'm going to go out and, you know, take over the media cycle before the game. And in a way, it's it's so fitting because I feel like he did do it innocently. I think he walked in and he was like, "It's the last game," and he realized like, "What am I do? Like, why am I? What am I doing?" And he left. And in a way, that's just so magic, right? You yeah. can't just it is. talk to Aaron Mintz and try and convince Paul George to sign. You got to go on Jimmy Kimmel and wink at the camera, right? You can't just like. Uh, uh, you know, handle Ben Simmons' request to train in the offseason. You gotta make it be known that the Sixers didn't want you to do, like, and that, that is just the way Magic operates. He's loud and he's bold and he's gregarious in a positive way, but also just eccentric <laughs> in a, in a, I don't even, not even negative, but just like attention grabbing way. He let it all out too. He just, yeah. he was just letting it go. He was not holding anything back. I did want to make one point though, and I, people who cover the team are saying obviously like, it's kind of ridiculous. Not even people who cover the team, journalists in general. Because I was listening to Tim Bontemps and Zach Lowe, Bontemps, how are you say it, and Zach Lowe's podcast uh, earlier, and you know they were saying you know Tim Bontemps, who a vowed Laker hater, Tim Bontemps was saying like, and Magic's complaining that he can't tweet, and you sort of alluded to the same thing too, Ali. Yeah. And I get it. He did say that verbatim, but I think I don't. I don't. I, I want to defend Magic for like thirty seconds, maybe, maybe thirty seconds. I don't want to contribute a lot of time to this, so I'm going to start two, one. I don't think the tweet thing was like the reason, right? I think the point he was trying to make, and, and Raj, you said it earlier, is that by being Magic Johnson, he gets to be Magic Johnson, right? But yeah. when you're a president of basketball operations, you don't get to be yourself. It's the same way that like, you know, if I worked for a team or if I worked for a sports property, I don't get to say certain things. Pete uh, of Laker Film Room has alluded to that himself. Anthony Irwin has alluded to that. And I think he just realized that I'm Magic Johnson, like and and in a way I agree that like he should he he is Magic Johnson. He's the greatest Laker of all time. He shouldn't have to do this. He shouldn't have to follow specific rules that's my defense um now back to reality he knew that in the first place just never should have taken the job (laughs) that's that's exactly what i'm thinking how i'm sure he knew he couldn't 
There's no way he didn't know he couldn't do any of that stuff. You can't. He got if you're president of a team, you can't talk about other players. Yeah. No, I 100% agree, and I, like I'm on his side with this. Like those tampering things were, bull- you know. Excuse my oh, French, but yeah. like the Giannis one where he said, like Giannis is gonna win a title for Milwaukee, and he got fined like this. Bull- but he couldn't do it for another two months. Like just not. I mean, you could call wade privately and congratulate him call Dirk privately like there's no you don't have to tweet it to get your thirteen thousand likes for it you know just do it for two more months you have you you set your contract at two months you said i'm gonna turn this around you have two months now is your fighting like you know ufc trainer like ufc fighter like trains for like nine months before they like get into a fight and the fight is like right there and then they throw in the flag like it just doesn't make sense like um Two, two things. It's even more messed up because this man, Luke Walton, has been coaching this team as like a dead man walking for months. <laughs> and Magic really like couldn't has. even make it to the end of the season. <laughs> also, real quick, I just want to say it must be so like I, it, it's it's such a huge event that Magic Johnson steps down, not just because of what it means for the Lakers, but it means I get to finally bleep Raj on the podcast. That's just huge. <laughs> That's how we know how serious this is right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't think that's ever happened. All right, back. What, what were you saying, Ali? Uh, so I was saying this. It could be a blessing in disguise, though, because yeah, Magic made the promise, and he was saying how he was going to get another max player. So that's why I was saying, why don't you just stay and prove it? But this could be a blessing in disguise because maybe we needed another president to actually get those max players. He made a promise. Maybe that promise was, I'm going to leave. David Griffin's going to come in, or Bob Myers. And get us a max player. I mean, what? Like, um, we haven't done that at all. We don't do outside hires, though. Like, what in the past 10 years shows that we're going to do any of that? Like, him stepping down is so weird because, like, now it's just no one knows what's happening. I feel like this is three years ago again where no one knows, like, who's in charge, like, who's in power. And, like, when your president just quits, like, it's just it's a weird franchise right now. Also, back, uh, Rick, to your Luke point, yeah, everyone was saying Luke's going to get fired maybe, like, that night or the next day, and then Magic gets fired, and it's so funny, because now you see people saying, Luke's going to stay. Luke's, Luke's, there's a chance Luke's the coach next year. You, no one saw that coming. So, I guess, I, I want, actually, you, that was an excellent segue. I want to move on to, to that, to, to two of the points you talked about in terms of the, the coaches and the, the free agency, um, but real quick, to Raj's point, the last time that I can honestly say the Lakers like went outside uh, and, and looked at, you know, I guess an outside candidate for the job was it was it Phil Jackson in '99? Is that the last time that we like were like, hey, that person's doing something good elsewhere? Let's see if they can do it here. I can't think of anything else. I mean, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's good, good one. That's a good one. Yeah. There's Mike D'Antoni, and then there was um, Mike Brown. Wasn't Mike Brown an assistant for us, though? Did I make that up? Ooh, uh, let me think. So, so he might have had some Laker ties. I might have also made that up. I'm not. I'm, I'm supposed to be the Laker historian, but I'm a slack. I sometimes. don't. I don't think he was, but I yeah. could be totally wrong. I don't think he was though. No, he was just the coach, and then he got fired for D'Antoni, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 You're right. That's my. That's my bad. That's my bad. No, but you. You're. You're correct in terms of like other things though. Not besides coaches, like in other aspects. Yeah. Totally. Okay. 
So I, I want to talk about Luke, but I feel like we could talk about that for a while. I, 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 is it okay if we hit on free agency first? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there have been a couple different schools of thought that I've seen uh, with regards to free agent. Number one, people have been saying that there's no way the Lakers sign a free agent because if Magic Johnson had known that a free agent was coming, he wouldn't have stepped down. He would have wanted to take the credit for that, which I think is a valid thing to say. I also think it's wrong, specifically because of how he left the position, right? Like you said, Ali, those were real tears. That was real emotion. He really did not like the negativity and the, the his, as he said, his handcuffs. Yeah. And I think that had a lot more to do with it than like, fear of failure i think the failures that had already occurred did enough damage i don't think he would step down because of fear of failure am i being naive no um hmm. that makes sense yeah it does i my only thing is he he was telling the truth when he was speaking about why he was quitting and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i don't think he told the whole truth that's my thing <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't do you guys buy the reason that he gave though that like he didn't want to fire Luke to piss off Genie so he's just going to quit so the next person can decide whether to fire Luke like it just doesn't doesn't make sense. There's no way. I there's I see here's the thing. I think that's part of the reason so he's not lying, but I don't think that's the whole reason. So I don't think it's the whole reason either. Remember though Pretty much as soon as, like, I don't want to say died down because it, it still hasn't died down. But as soon as the, like, initial shock died down, that report came mm-hmm. out that Magic already had permission to fire Luke from Genie. And then, yeah. like, shortly after that, more reports came out that Magic, in fact, wanted to fire Rob. And Genie did not, was not in favor of that. And I feel like it wasn't just one or the other. I feel like it was the the culmination, the combination of those two. Um, in which case, I mean, that's that's scary, right? But I mean, when they came on, they cleaned house. Like I, this idea that they're scared of fire people is just—I don't think that's correct. Like they fired with John Black, who was like their PR director for like thirty years. That guy was gone. Their whole training staff got got canned for a new one. I mean. What's the difference with Rob and just Luke? You know, it's not like they're banned from the organization if they're fired. I just, it just doesn't make sense that that's the reason that he does. This is a huge deal, you know, that he just quits. That's that's a tarnish, right, on the legacy like this. Um, no. hmm. uh, on like Magics. Yeah, on Magics. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think in a couple of years. I mean, I, I really don't think so. People will remember this. But I right. don't think it... I mean, like, it's not a huge tarnish, but it's something, right? I think because of how big his playing career was, it doesn't... It's like a little asterisk. It's not something that's gonna, you know, make people hate magic. I, yeah, I think fair. I think the answer to your question, shout out to Dor- Darius Soriano, is yes and no. I feel like it really heavily depend like if we win a championship in the next three years if if freaking mm-hmm. Kawhi leonard comes and joins lebron then we're gonna laugh on this in five years and be like damn remember that like two years where magic was president of basketball operations and we like 
got rid of two of our young guys, but like got LeBron, but then we signed Rondo and Beasley, and then he like stepped. Well, that's crazy, but we got a ring. But like, if nothing changes, right? If if Rob Palinka, you know, pulls a, is it gets a whole bunch of power in the front office and. And we fire Luke for I don't I don't I don't know Jawan Howard and that doesn't work out and we waste the final years of LeBron's career, then maybe it, it becomes a bigger deal than it is right now. I also think it's a yes and no answer because I think younger fans are going to say yeah I hate him, and then older fans will say no, just because they witnessed you know magic or got to know more about magic than the younger fans do yeah that makes sense okay so i i mean we're gonna we're gonna go in circles because magic johnson just stepped down as lakers president but i want (laughs) to i i want to talk about luke for a second also because we're, we're kind of hinting on it um luke obviously thought he was getting fired that's what everyone says who who knows about the team um I'm curious how Luke rebounds from this, not just in terms of if he coaches the team next year, but just in general. Because as the season started, sort of started to devolve, um, it, we've talked about it. There were obvious like Magic would leak this to this person, Genie mm-hmm. would leak this to this person, and then eventually Luke sort of got in that too, and. I I just feel like the media, not not the media. I feel like the league doesn't take kindly to sort of coaches sort of trying to strong arm situations. Um, okay. I think we've seen that with Jason Kidd a little bit. Uh, so I I I feel like Luke, if he doesn't end up coaching the Lakers next year, kind of took some caught some strays from this entire situation just because of how he had to defend himself after being a part of this sort of dysfunctional organization. Not that it was always dysfunctional, but just, you know, the dysfunction that occurred because of, I mean, maybe it was, I don't know. I don't work there, but you, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like yeah. it's almost better for Luke to stay on as a coach right now. I mean, has anyone survived like three um, regime changes before as a coach? Like, I'm just trying to think. That'd be pretty impressive to, well, that means you have a pretty strong tie with the owner, obviously, but... Yeah, I mean, everyone, I think, thought he was gone. But, yeah, you're right. He started, like, kind of fighting back, like, defending himself, saying, like, he would have kept some of the young guys and things like that. But Yeah, exactly. You heard those reports of Julius Randle. Like, they or they wanted to re-sign Julius and keep Brooke. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, I saw, I see that. Um, I still think, like, he's probably gone. I, I don't know how you hire a president of basketball and then not let him kind of decide who runs his – stuff so so you're saying like magic (laughs) right (laughs) um i still think luke gets fired this summer um i don't i don't see him coming back because it's just for luke too i think this like obviously this whole situation has just been so stressful on him which is why i'm shocked that his hair hasn't changed too much. He's gotten a little bit balder in the back of the head, but that's that's about it. I, his hair hasn't changed all that much. Uh, he always had that little spot, though. Always yeah, had that little itty bitty spot. It's, it's become it's become a little a uh, little bigger than a spot. <laughs> uh, but I, hmm, I just I don't see him staying. I think I think at the end, I, I pray at the end of the day, Genie just goes, "All right, new house, J- 
just fires Rob, fires Luke, and restarts. Because it's just... And Luke's going to get another shot. Luke, I think, eventually becomes a good coach. I just don't think... I think Lakers just need the restart button. Not with players. I mean, well, yes, with the one-year contracts. But, like, re- keep the encore. Keep LeBron. Make those re-signs that you need to. Like, I think it should be Caruso and JaVale and stuff like that. And then get a new president. Get a new GM. Get a new coach. And, yeah. That's just my thought. So, I just want to... I want to try and not not put a bow on it because we're not done yet. But, like, just recap where we are. And I got to go to one of my favorite... Twitter accounts just to to get a, just a general sense. Um, that is at the Lakers Review. Shout out my guy. I don't really know you at the Lakers Review, but man, I got like I like so many tweets just so I can refer to them later, including this one. So at the Lakers Lakers Review said, "Let's keep a record of what's being reported here." Chris Haynes said that Magic was given permission to fire Luke. Tanya Ganguly uh, reported that. Magic stepping down could be related to how he's treated uh, Lakers employees, which is seems to be, I, I, I don't want to say verified, but seems to be supported by the noise that ESPN was getting ready to run a complete hit piece on Magic and the way he's run uh, the Lakers. And then Ramona stated that, stated that Magic abandoned Genie. Yeah, and I think I replied to that tweet and said, Orem said that Magic was never really there. So we have like, even one more there. Yeah. Oh yeah, magic. Magic wasn't doing his job well, at all. So I. God, this is, has just been a storm. But Rick, I agree. Like you can kind of trace right where things are coming from. Is that where you're going yeah. with that kind of? That's that's yeah. sort of where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. So you can definitely kind of trace what's coming from Clutch, what's coming from Genie, what's coming from even Luke. You just think so. So I think, and that sort of gets to what I what I said at the beginning of the of the episode is like, so much is going on, but there's so much reporting from different angles about what's going on that currently I like, I I literally don't know who or what to trust anymore. Like, apparently yeah. Bob Myers is a big name that you know he, he could leave the Golden State for the Lakers, but. There's been so many lies and so much bullshit. And I don't want to say lies, but let's say um, massaged messaging that that has been going on. That it's, for me as a fan, it's hard for me to say, like, to support anyone saying they're putting the Lakers on the right path. Because I don't know if they're actually, quote unquote, putting the Lakers on that path. Or if they're just making sure that their voice is heard in the media. And in a way, I kind of feel like I've been, like, I kind of feel as if this entire year I've been making fun of Woj and, and Tim Bontemps and all these other reporters because I'm like, you guys don't have an in with the Lakers and you're just talking <laughs> You're just throwing at the wall and hoping that it sticks. And now it's April 11th, 12.47 a.m. And I'm like, Woj was right all along. Like, this has been a sign of how dysfunctional the, the, the oh. situation in Los Angeles is. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> like, I apologize, Tim Bontemps. You're completely right. How much do you think Woj loved that? That tweet by Woj was just such a, I told you. Or like, oh, he, has the, he, he has these drafted up. Like, he has to. He loved that. He loved that so much. So Kurt Rambis as president of basketball operations, huh? Hey man, hey stop! What I no, don't don't bring don't do that. 
Do you understand if that happens, there's going to be a riot. That would be horrible. I realized we read like seven hit pieces yesterday, and they were all just negative. Like, all of them. There was was no positivity. It was all about the dysfunction and... When are we going to get some, like, positive articles that come out on our team? Think about this. When was the last time a positive article came out since December about the Lakers? When was the last time? Since December. Since their whole win streak. Or not win streak. Since LeBron got hurt. Maybe when Brandon Ingram had his, like, two weeks. Maybe. Even then, it was like, they're going to miss the playoffs, but, yeah. Yeah, I can't even, can't even think. Also, we we also haven't touched on the fact that Marco Nunez also lost his job uh, yeah. today as mm-hmm. as athlete, athletic trainer of the Lakers. Um, and and I I stole this too from the Lakers review uh, just because when when Jeannie fired Jim and Mitch, she talked about how stability is important. And this is quite possibly like I feel like the the team was more stable when our owner fired her brother than it is right now, <laughs> um, which which makes me fearful that you know well, fearful or hopeful, um, depending on who it is that Rob or Luke will stay uh, in their positions just because there's so much happening right now. I don't think Jeannie likes being the laughing stock. I don't think Jeannie... I mean, she said it herself. She's she's so adamant about it that she decried any negative reports about the team as fake news. So I, I feel like she has... I don't know, obviously. I feel like she is more focused on optics and, and perception of stability uh, than sort of riding the ship right now, which I can't even blame her for. But what do you guys think? I think she wants to win, like, in, in my opinion. Like, we've been bad for so long, which is why the Magic's, like, reasoning just didn't make sense to me. I'm sure she'd rather win than have Luke or Rob, or I don't think she cares who runs it. Pretty, like, obviously they care, but I think she wants to win. And obviously she cares about the optics, too, but um, that's how I see it. How do you see it, Ali? I agree, because think about it. Like, she's always been used to the Lakers winning. There's never been a streak like this in a long time where they don't make the playoffs for five years straight. They've always found a way to get players. They've always found a way to make the playoffs. They've always found a way to win championships. And these past five years, they haven't even been close. So I think she's just like kind of in a way lost like us. We're just like, what is happening? But at the same time, she could so make things right right now with the opportunity that's been given with her given to her yeah oh my gosh she has like a great shot here like they have a clean slate if you hire the right people then we can get going that's why like with all that's happened with everything you thought magic would be like would fit the job perfectly everything right now they have lebron a good young core all those all that cap space for a max player and you can fire rob if you want fire luke and just restart in a way that can change things. Like I, this was in a way the magic firing. I mean, firing the magic stepping down was like a huge blessing. She may not see it now, but I, I really hope she sees it soon. Because putting up Rob is just gonna not help. One little funny side note: um, Jeannie Bus on her Twitter, her bio says. Uh... 
I don't write about basketball, just the things that go around on the Lakers world. I think she's gonna need to change that. Like I, I think she needs to be like a lot more involved. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's part of the issue, right? Yeah. That she, Jeannie's claim to to fame is that she doesn't know about basketball and she doesn't pretend to, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't not know about basketball and hire someone who doesn't do the work to learn about what to learn the things about basketball that they don't know, right? So, and it sort of coincides, and people have said this, you know, on podcasts, on articles, so on and so forth. There's sort of an old school way to do things, and there's a new school way to do things, right? The old school way is kind of how James Dolan handled the Knicks prior to this iteration of the front office, where there's a guy who's done a lot of good stuff. And I'm going to pay that guy a lot of money and hope he can recreate the good stuff. That's what the Knicks did with Phil, and that's what we did with Magic, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's a new school, which is this basketball team is a business, and we need to utilize as many of the resources that we have as a part of this business in order to make sure that we're running this business efficiently. That's the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, Gershon Rosas way. That's the Clippers, Balmer, even Steve Ballmer realizing that, you know, Doc Rivers can't be GM and coach. Let me hire outside people. And I feel like until the Lakers switch from the old school to the new school, and we're going to be in for the same ride, and that falls ultimately because Jeannie is the the you know the 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 governor of the team. She serves on the board of governors because she is the owner because she is the final you know shot caller. It has to start and end with her. And mm-hmm. this president of basketball operations opening is the thing that's going to tell us, you know, what happens. Because I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton of people around the league, but the people who I do know who would have insight say that, like, the Lakers are just, the way they handle business is a bit archaic in terms of how they utilize their analytic staffers and, and the sort of the predicting and the the, the, the predictive modeling and the, the sort of forecasting that they do. So if it's just more of the same, like, I would love it for it to be Bob Myers. I would love for it to be Gershon Rosas. I would love for it to be, you know, Tim Connell. And any of these people, if it's Kurt Rambis, then, like, I don't know. Someone said this on Twitter. I don't know how long I could be a Laker fan for. I'm never going to say that because I just, that's not who I am. But we're going to have to hunker down. <laughs> it's going to be, you talk about, you talk about Byron Scott, just talking about wanting to be in the foxhole. We're going to be in the foxhole. <laughs> Worst case scenario, keeps Rob uh, uh, keeps Rob as GM, hires Kurt Rambis as president, and resigns um, and fires Luke, then signs Byron Scott. Oh God, that'd be horrible. Am I dreaming? Is is this a nightmare? Did you just to be like a genie <laughs> advocate here, real quick? Um, but Luke was supposed to kind of be that, right? Like he was like the new, like hip, kind of like modern coach that kind of like was part of both sides like was with phil's triangle but also coached in golden state so he was kind of supposed to like exemplify that right but obviously it didn't work out but i think that's like she tried that a little bit and then she saw like but then obviously when things didn't work again then she went back to obviously magic and uh his his philosophies i'm gonna step out on a limb i do not want luke walton fired I, I, I thought you wanted Jason Kidd. 
don't because people haven't listened to that episode and then you're gonna say that and now i'm gonna get like my mentions are gonna blow up because people right. are gonna be like oh, charles no, dunn is an idiot to, to be fair he said he want on that episode he said that he wanted luke but if there's anyone he would want jason kidd to be the president and the coach okay <laughs> those are exact quotes <laughs> <laughs> you guys might as well work in the Lakers front office because I can't trust you. Fake news. Um, listen. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I don't know if you were offended for yourself or for the Lakers there. <laughs> I I agree that Luke is the Luke was intended to be that. That was the whole point, right? We had a bad young team, and we were and Jeannie said we're going to be patient and we're going to let Luke grow with the team, right? Mm-hmm. And then. She fired her brother and hired Magic, and Magic said, it's Superstar Bust, and then I'm going to get the oldest superstar on the market, and then that's when Luke sort of, and and I feel like the way that this is unraveled, like, obviously, we all know that Luke is not, you know, Luke isn't absolved of all blame in terms of how the season is going, but I think Luke started getting a chance, had the chance ruined, and now has a chance to, like, restart over. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I'm i not going to lie, man. I think he deserves, like, I, I, I don't know if he deserves it from a coaching perspective. I think he deserves to to have a real shot at this. I think he deserves to have, you know, maybe he needs, someone needs to force him to hire, you know, more seasoned assistant coaches. Maybe that's, that's not something you want to do. Maybe that needs to be an ultimatum. I think he deserves to have a chance because he didn't really have a chance this past few years. This has been weird. If, if they give him another chance, he has to get new assistant coaches. Like, has to. Yeah, I agree. But, like, I just can't get the picture out of my head of playing Rondo, like, 40 minutes in these games like that. What does that have to do with, like, you know, him not getting a chance? or Unless you think that's coming from higher-ups. But I just, those kind of decisions kind of still irk me when I, like, I would like, I, I think it's fine. Like, it's not the worst thing in the world if he's the coach next year. I don't think, like, the coach is very, like, has a huge, as huge an impact on a LeBron James-led team. If that makes sense, but um, yeah, I just can't get the rotations out of my head. Here's my thing with that: yes, his, roto- his rotations have been poor, but with the whole Rondo thing, it's annoyed the hell out of me, as you can see on Twitter. But I, if Lonzo was healthy and he was doing that, I'd ask for him to be fired immediately. But because they were so injured, and I know Caruso was playing well, I didn't understand not playing him either. I get that. But if he he didn't did I, I, I tell me if I'm doing this saying this correctly, there were a lot of times he played Lonzo over Rondo. Like there was a he as the season went along, he was doing Lonzo over Rondo, like in in the last minute of the games and all that. Yeah, he was. That's that's true. So I think a big part of that was injuries. Even though he still should have played Caruso more, or I don't know, I would have played Muscala at point over Rondo, but. <laughs> But they were just so hurt, and I I don't th- and I don't like how he I mean how people have used injuries as like an excuse for him nonstop. Like I I am using it as an excuse, but I also think he was wrong in it as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It, the 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 rotation part is annoying, but the the last part of it, like near the end, I kind of get kind of yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I guess before we, we move on to, to exit meetings and the sort of <laughs> awkwardness there, I, I guess we if anyone wants to share like some final thoughts, um, just because 
we, we've talked about it for like 40 minutes and I could probably keep talking about it for like another 30 minutes. Um, I, I'll say this as sort of one last, one last final thought. The Lakers have an opportunity to make this like an inflection point in Laker history right now because Ali, you said it. They have max cap space, a young core, a lottery pick, and LeBron James, right? So all is not lost, right? We can be hopeful for the future. Um, it's just not a great feeling uh, going into what probably is going to be the most important offseason that we've 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 seen as adult Laker fans. Yeah, and the only I don't. I think the KDs, the Kawhis, they're going to go to whatever team they want to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Magic's stepping down. I don't think they're like, oh, the dysfunction. I think if KD wants to play in LA, he's going to play in LA. I think if Kawhi wants to play, not not that I'm saying I think that's happening, but I think the guys, the big guys who want to play somewhere, they're going to play where they want to play. And Jimmy Butler's going to play wherever gives them a blank check and he gets to write in the number. Uh, But my concern is that we've sort of, the, the team has sort of fallen short on the sh- the smaller, the margin moves. And I think it's those margin moves that that this is sort of going to affect the most. Like, I think if Kawhi wants to come, he doesn't care. He's going to come. I think if this is a bad name, but he's the first dude that popped in my head. If maybe we could have gotten Terrence Ross for like $5 million for a three-year deal, which I think is kind of a steal for Terrence Ross. Well, I think we've discussed this. Not that many. You know, like $8 million yeah, for three yeah. years. I don't think that's a steal, but like, you know, that I think that's a deal like for Terrence million, Ross. $8 million would, Like $8 million for three years? Like he he's getting no, $8 million each $8 million year. a year for three okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. I think so that's 20, a deal. I so, think so. Twenty-four million. <laughs> Twenty-four million total. I'm sorry. I do. I do AAV. I do average like, annual I value. Like, I don't think Terrence Ross is accepting that deal. <laughs> no, my bad. That's AAV. Sorry. So like an eight-year, eight million dollars a year deal. That's a deal for Terrence Ross, right? He could get more than that elsewhere. I think if we were stable, we could get those types of players for those types of deals. Right. I think this dysfunction and this sort of mess has decreased our ability to get those types of deals. And considering that the team is big star hunting, big fish hunting this this offseason, in a way it sort of double down doubles doubles down, double downs, doubles down. It double downs. Mm-hmm. What's the word? <laughs> double down. It double it decreases our ability. <laughs> to capitalize on those type of moves. And those are the type of moves championship teams need to succeed. And that's what I'm most sad about. That was super long-winded. <laughs> no, I feel. I feel. All right. I, Any other thoughts nah, before we move to the exit interviews? I guess like I I kind of gave Magic all the leeway cuz this was like his time to shine, I guess, and I was just kind of looking forward to being like, "Oh, don't let don't let Kyrie in a room with him one on one, you know. Like, I was kind of ready for those kind of moments, and but yeah, I agree with you. We have like all the resources to kind of pick this back up, and if a star wants to come, they they will come without needing that, I guess. But we'll see. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hurt by all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on from that catastrophe that occurred. To the 2018-2019 Los Angeles Lakers exit interviews. And to start this conversation off, and then Ali, go ahead. Uh, Rob, Jeannie, and Luke were nowhere to be found. Yeah. 
<laughs> so for anyone who thought they were going to get some answers, you're out of luck. I, I wish Jeannie would have made a statement. Uh, she didn't have to like answer any questions if she didn't want to. She could have just made a statement about regarding what happened yesterday and then walked out. Just to make fans kind of feel a little bit better. I think that would have been really important to do. Just If you don't want to answer questions, don't answer questions. Just make a statement and then, then go. Muscala made a statement. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yo, I, I appreciated his self-awareness, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, he, he said, you know what? I was playing like trash. Uh... And then I picked it up when nothing mattered. And I was like, yo, shout out to Mike Muscala. Where's your dad at? That's how I know you know how to keep it real. Your dad keeps it real. You keep it real too, bro. <laughs> then he got asked about like the front office. He's like, I've been here for like two months. <laughs> <laughs> his per- his oh. performance on and off the court these last two games, have just at their last few days, have been very, very great. <laughs> Hey, bring him back. Bring him back. We won the trade. I'm not going that far. Oh, my goodness. By the way, uh, just real quick, I I know we're going back to Magic. I just want to say this. This is just a timeline of what Magic's done, probably. It was traded D'Lo, correct? Um, mm-hmm. Goddess, I'm not going to say Kuzma. I'm going to say Goddess Heart. Thank you. Okay. Uh-huh. Goddess Heart. Let go. Let didn't re-sign Randall or Lopez. Mm-hmm. Got LeBron. Traded Zubok, and then out. Don't forget oh. Thomas Bryant. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. Let go of Thomas Bryant. Yep. That's that's. I just wanted to do this whole timestamp on that. LeBron doesn't come off as big as I thought he would in that in that in that whole thing. I don't know. <laughs> the the Knox sort of sort of over over uh, yeah. overshadow getting LeBron. Yeah, I mean when you put it like that, it adding into the fact that LeBron, like barring some catastrophe, was probably going to come here anyway. Man. Yeah, yeah. Do you, on all honesty, do you think Magic got LeBron or the Lakers or LA got LeBron? <laughs> I think he has some credit in it because, like, I don't know. He was at his house at like nine p.m. Right? I think it. Yeah, not Moscow's. Matter. Yeah, <laughs> we know who was at Moscow's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does get some. I realized I just flipped it all the way back to magic. Go, go <laughs> let's talk about the exit interviews. <laughs> Bro, f- the exit interviews. Magic Johnson just quit. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's been in my head this these past like few hours. I can't get it out. I think that was the first time you didn't say step down. You actually said quit. So this is better. <laughs> yeah, you know, he straight up quit. Yo, like, the Magic, I've said this before. Magic Johnson is the reason my dad's a Laker fan. So indirectly, he's the reason I'm a Laker fan. The only thing that, like, made this positive, I, w- I was in Virginia this weekend. My dad was having, like, a heart procedure. And I was, like, so glad that this happened afterwards. Because I was like, yo, they are trying to kill my father right now. Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah man i just uh it, like it, i think um the thing that makes it hurt the most is the fact that when he was hired it was like he was the savior saving us from jim's like blubbering ways in his like 
oversimplifying of the process and like Mitch Kupchak's archaic way of dealing with things. And then he got hired and he smiled and he was decisive. Even the D'Lo trade, I wasn't happy. I was not happy because I loved D'Lo. But I was like, you know what? It was decisive. Him and Rob painted their case. They said, we got the we got the cab space. We got a good player. We got a pick. And it, it turns out like, no, they got, <laughs> they know how to shape, frame things. And here we are back again. Like, like he wasn't the savior. And that, that just makes me sad. Yeah. Well, they had like a vision, right? Like they sold us their vision and we actually started to buy it. We're like, okay, like it's becoming a little, little clear. And it was like just about to get done. And then bam, they walk away. Like, so. Yeah, I'll admit it. I was that fan who, when they when they came on board and they were talking the talk, I was just like, "Yep, I'm buying it. They got this. It's over. It's over for the rest of the league." Until I realized <laughs> it's over for us. Bro, I was drinking the Kool Aid so fast it spilled on my shirt. Like I was so I was all about it. The, any all the Bible all the Bible references too. I was buying it. Not 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 the not the KCP one near the near the second year or second half of their. Rain. I I didn't buy the KCP one. That one was just like, all right, what did really? Okay. You think I can make a bet on Fanduel if uh, Rob will will refer to Magic Johnson as Judas at some point in time in a press conference? <laughs> oh man. And I... Genie's Jesus. What does that make? It? Is he Peter in that instance? I don't know. I'm just curious. I'm just positing. <laughs> I I. I'm really upset he didn't have an exit interview because I've been saying that he will make zero Bible references and I didn't get the opportunity to prove that I was right. No, you know what? Yeah. I am right. He didn't say Yeah, anything. you were. You're right. Huh. I'm going to pat myself on the back. Just like yeah. Rondo has no assists. I mean, no turnovers in the last oh, two games. No yeah. turnovers. Again, greatest. That's so, that game by Rondo was amazing. <sighs> okay. Um... Yeah, exit interviews. <laughs> I just want to talk about the exit interviews. Um, I, I I didn't see all of them. I saw bits and pieces of a few of them. Uh, the thing, the the few things that stood out to me was just how. Oh, actually, I I, I do want to talk about this. Um, the few that I did watch, I, I think I, I watched a bit of Bi's, a bit of Caruso's, a bit of Tyson's, and those guys mentioned injuries uh, as opposed, to, uh, you know, when when talking about how the season went poorly, and I, I think. When we hear like magic reference injuries or like LeBron reference injuries, we sort of get a little skeptical because those guys are all about optics and perception and big picture. But then hearing Tyson talk about injuries, it felt a little different to me because I was like, it's not just about like these guys aren't on the floor. I, I forgot like it's it's mentally like, you know, these other nine, ten guys have to suit up knowing that they're going out there without their brothers who they're supposed to be fighting with day in and day out. And I think hearing the players talk about the injuries and the exit interviews sort of rehumanized it a little bit for me. And I stopped, I, I, my skepticism paused for a second. And I was like, it's not just about the fact that Magic and Rob sort of put together a mismatched team. It's about the fact that this mismatched team was bonding at a certain period of time. And when injuries decimated the team, it affected their morale. It affected how, how enthusiastic they were and how positive they were. And I, I think I just had a, a quick revelation. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, it's more 
it's more innocent when the players say it, you know, because they really had no control over who their roster was. Mm-hmm. But then you hear, like, the front office say it, it just sounds more cynical because, like, they kind of have to say that to, like, kind of make up for what they did. So that's why it does. I agree. When I heard, like, uh, Tyson or them say, like, uh, our we didn't really have our guys and things like that, it does sound a little more, like, legit as a reason. They were having so much fun on the court during that span, too. They were really starting to get it. Like, because I still think it was a mismatched team. They didn't have the pieces weren't right, but they were still doing well, and they they were fun to watch. Yeah, Tyson said he's retiring. Right, I think next year. Next year, yeah. He said he's gonna, yeah. he wants to play one more year. I don't know where, yeah. but not to be mean. I, I, I not to, that sounded very that sounded very rude. I, it looked rough, and then in that second half, it looked pretty rough. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I hope. Not with the Lakers. No offense. I just, I just, I, I hope he does get it somewhere. Because if he wants to play one more year, you know, like he's been in the NBA for a long time, and if you want one more year, you know, playing that long, I hope he gets it. But not here. Uh, did you guys see J- what Jamario Jones said? Did you guys watch at all? Jamario Jones is. I didn't get to yet. No. <laughs> okay. There was a moment where uh, he said. He's talking about, or someone asked him, like, how it was to go up play in the NBA against teams like the Clippers and Warriors, you know, and Portland. And his mm-hmm. answer was, it felt good. It really did, though, because I got to go against players I play with on 2K. I got to play <laughs> against them in real life, so it felt good for sure. <laughs> he killed I'm getting a jersey. Hey, dude, I, I love that guy. So his answers are always so pure. It's amazing. He seems so just happy too to be there, you know, like just like reveling in the moment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Dude, dude just enjoys his life, and I love that. He just wants, he like he says, he just wants the ball. He doesn't care where, he doesn't care how much he's getting paid. He just wants the ball. So this experience to him is probably just insane. Not to backtrack to the front office talk, but I feel like uh, the way Jamario, uh, you've you've mentioned this. You got David Nawaba vibes from from Jamario. Right. And, and I feel like I want whatever front office is next to like value guys like that because those are the guys that do the little things that make winning possible. Like I don't want to see Jamario Jones playing for the Bulls next year, pulling down rebounds and throwing beautiful outlet passes because we decided that we needed to pay Carmelo an extra million dollars. Does that make sense? Well, you said Carmelo. I, I was I was just being worst case scenario. Not not even like I don't I don't want to do that. I love Carmelo. I don't want to. There will be no mellow slander on episode nine of the forum. I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going there either. I was thinking of it and I was like, nope, not going. I could hear your brain working. I, I could hear the gears turning. I was ready to go and I was like, don't do it, don't do it, just leave it. Yeah, guys, I like I want to talk about exit interviews uh, and I want to talk about other stuff, but I'm not gonna lie. I just. <laughs> I just, like, haven't been right <laughs> since yesterday. I oh, I don't think anyone has. Yeah. Like, did you see Did you see Pete's photo that he posted? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that killed me. That killed me. The one where he was, like, smiling? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't hold I, my Honestly, smile. this might be, like, a, a, tr- a sort of transition to the end, but I feel like that's, the, like, Pete's photo of him happy and, like, a few other people's reactions to like the news of magic stepping down and them sort of having positive reactions to it. It sort of makes me hopeful because like, you know, I I'm, 
I don't go to the facility every day. I'm not at practice. You know, I, I don't, I'm, I'm on the whole other side of the country. Um, but if there are people who are close to the team, uh, who talk to people who are close to the team and they're involved and they say that this has potential to be a positive move, then like, I got to take their word for it. I agree, but I think that happiness was coupled with like Polinka also gone. So hopefully that <laughs> kind of, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that those were, um, put together, but. Yeah, this is the first step, at least. <laughs> I'm just, I, this summer so confusing, man. This this summer was already so important and so, like, stressful. I think now it's become even more stressful because you don't know what the hell is going to happen with even our front office. Like, who's going to be our president? Who's going to be our GM? Who's going to be our coach? We don't know any of that. Well, I'll say this. We don't know what's going to happen with any of it, but I guarantee you, uh, if this past month has been any indication, we will have plenty of hit pieces and leaks uh, for us to sort of piece together um, what happened, who's to blame, and and where we should direct our ire for the next three months (laughs) uh, until July 1, and hopefully we'll have some good news. Um, So, yeah. This has been a this has been a, a wonderful emergency pod. I'm excited for uh, us to get back to normal. I'm excited for us to sort of go over the the playoff matchups that were released tonight. We know who's gonna who's gonna play who. I'm excited for us to make our our our, our MVP and our NBA awards picks. I'm excited to watch episode two of The Wire. Uh, this has been sad, but I'm excited to get back to the the normalcy of the forum. Absolutely, and just know I'm gonna be money on a lot of my free agent picks. <laughs> Go ahead, Raj. I know you're gonna say it. Yeah, Don't make no, me Raj, say Raj, it. Raj, no, go ahead. Let me hear this. Uh, no, I have nothing at this. I just even forgot about that. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I thought I thought this man was about to be like, oh yeah, like you were money with the Lakers listen, record at listen, the end of the season. Listen, listen. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey man, listen. Injuries, okay? Injuries. <laughs> I get to blame it on that. Injuries. All right. Twenty and five. And that's why I've decided to step down as. Uh, uh, Laker <laughs> guesser for games. <laughs> I didn't know the proper words to say for that. <laughs> all right. Well, um, well, we appreciate you all listening, and hopefully by the next time uh, we release a podcast, uh, Raj and I will have convinced Ali to continue his role as official Lakers guesser of the Forum <laughs> podcast. Probably, I'll probably be back. It's like the, it's like when you get way too drunk and you're like, I'm not going to drink again. And then you just do it the next day. Tomorrow, I'm probably going to be like, Lakers are going to be first seed in the Western Conference. Book it. <laughs> I'll retweet it again. Don't, Jeez, worry. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's amazing. That's also super relevant because I, I plan on drinking on Friday and I haven't drank uh, excessively since my, my girlfriend's birthday. And that was not a great night. So I'm jumping back in. So yeah, that was I appreciate that. You got me positive again. <laughs> Of course, of course. Just All right. Be well, um, I will. Thank you. Of course, Gatorade. Hey, Gatorade. No, no, no. I'm I'm a grown man, bro. Pedialyte. Pedialyte. <laughs> you drink that Pedialyte before you go to sleep. You wake up good as new. For me, it's a. Wa- a you just have to down a bottle of water. That's what you have to do. Down a full bottle oh. of water. I have like a protein shake, but. <laughs> A protein shake? Wait, did you say protein shake? You're trying yeah. to throw up. <laughs> I was about to say he's trying to vomit like crazy. Hell no. That that. Oh, are you saying good. after drinking? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought you just said, like, before you sleep at night. I was, <laughs> I was wondering. Like, no, but, like, before you sleep at night, after drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, just water. Just okay. water. Bro, right. I might throw up just <laughs> off the mere mistaken suggestion. <laughs> Imagine taking and having a night of shots and, like, alcohol, and then going home just being like, give me a protein shake. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to down this chocolate isolate real quick with some almond milk. No way. We got to put a disclaimer on this because people might vomit from hearing this. Oh, my Lord. Oh, man. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> as always, got off the rails towards the end. <laughs> but uh, we do appreciate you listening. Um, the next podcast will be much happier. Or maybe not. I don't know. I'm not going to recover from this anytime soon. So we'll see. Um, but uh, we appreciate you listening. As always, if you enjoyed this pod, please go ahead and rate, review the forum podcast. Five stars. Leave us a review, ask us a question, or holler at your boys on Twitter. And as always, we appreciate you. Until next time, this has been The Forum.